This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, everybody, it's Adam the Bull, and this is today's edition couldn't be yesterday's edition it would have to be today's edition of the bullpen with adam the bull that's me brought to you by bet rivers coming up today we talk with hall of fame quarterback warren moon can't wait to talk to him a little bit later and then i'll go around the nfl for week number six and pick every game keep in mind that on the bet rivers standings i am dominating dominating you got to talk trash now because if we go south later you know I might not be able to talk trash later, but right now I'm kicking butt and hopefully making a lot of money for all of you out there. So we'll get to all of that coming up on the bullpen with Adam, the bull brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the bullpen with Adam, the bull on the bet rivers network. We begin in Cleveland though, where things are not going well for the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson was injured in the a victory against the Tennessee Titans. It was the ninth game of Deshaun Watson's Browns career. In the previous eight, he had played poorly. In the ninth game against Tennessee, he played very well. And the Browns, excuse me, the 10th game, in the first nine, he hadn't played well. In the 10th game, he played very well. By far, his best game as a Cleveland Brown. Unfortunately, he got hurt in that game, sustained a bruised shoulder. And although it seemed like he was going to play in week five against Baltimore, he did not. The assumption for many of us, because it seemed like he was so close to playing in week five, and... In fact, after that game, the coach of the Browns, Kevin Stefanski, said he was cleared to play. And the GM of the Browns, Andrew Berry, said he's, he is expected to play against the 49ers after the bye in week six. But that, my friends, did not. I was right the first time, by the way. I was right the first time. It was eight games, and then the third game he played well. And then I doubted myself, and I screwed it up. So because the Browns are two and two, they're not two and three. But they now will, are likely to be two and three after the San Francisco game. The spread here at uh, the Bet River Sportsbook has gone, opened at a, uh, four and a half points or four points, and is now, as of this morning's recording, at nine and a half. But I'm expecting that to continue to move as it appears that Deshaun Watson is not going to play this Sunday against the Niners. The last thing you want against the Niners, who are the best team in football right now, is to have a backup quarterback, uh, and not to mention a bad left tackle a left guard who's great, but he might not play this week. Potentially your center is going to be out and potentially even your tight end. Sure. Many of you saw the pictures and videos of David Njoku and the burns he sustained to his face last week. It's remarkable that he was able to play. Uh, And, you know, I I think he'll play this week, but as for the rest of the guys, it doesn't look good. And especially with the quarterback, Deshaun Watson, obviously we learned this week that the the bruise was to the rotator cuff. Uh, this injury, Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland.com reported this injury can take two to six weeks to heal. Um, this Sunday would be three weeks, but it is trending towards him not playing. It's not official yet, but it's not. It, it looks like a near sure thing that Deshaun Watson will not play. 
P.J. Walker, who played some for Carolina last year, getting the nod over Baker Mayfield, uh, was brought in at the end of camp, right as the season was starting, to the practice squad. And he's being brought up from the practice squad to be the starting quarterback after DTR, who the Browns said was ready to be the number two quarterback. Clearly, he was not. He was unprepared and awful last week. And they've, uh, in the short term, given up on him uh, in trying to protect him, maybe. I don't know. So they're going with P.J. Walker. Uh, It's hard to... Listen, the NFL games are close. The unexpected happens all the time. This is not college football where you know with 100% certainty one team's going to win. The Browns' defense is very good. The Browns' defense is going to have to play an absolutely magnificent game for the Browns to even stay in this game, let alone win it. Uh, P.J. Walker has thrown five touchdowns. He's thrown about 250 passes in his career. He's thrown five touchdowns. He's thrown 11 picks, and he's fumbled four times. That doesn't give you a lot of hope in this game. He is not a very good player. He has not played a lot of football. He he is maybe behind a bad offensive line uh, against a 49er team that is good as anybody defensively. It doesn't line up well. Now, can the Browns do enough on the defensive side of the ball to stay in this game? I think it's possible. As good as the Niners are offensively, so are the Browns defensively. They are an, a very good defense. Uh, along with the Niners, one of the two best in the league at this point. And I, I, I'm i a full believer in the Browns' defense. I think they're very good. Are they all-time great? No, I don't believe that. I don't believe any defense these days is an all-time great. But I think they're very good, especially for this generation. And they're going to have to play better than they've played all year because as well as they played defensively in the first three games of the season, they did not get a lot of turnovers. The Browns have lost a turnover battle in all four games this year. If that happens this week, they're going to get boat raced. The only chance for the Browns in a, in what should be bad weather Sunday in Cleveland is to make this a slog fest. A lot of running, running the clock as best. I, I don't know. I don't know that the Browns can consistently run and get first downs. I don't know if that's even possible, but that's their only hope. They have got to be. I'm always about the pass. You know me. I have very rarely criticized Kevin Stefanski for not running the ball, but he they've got to commit to it and they've got to find a way to get it done. That's their only chance. And the defense has to force turnovers. Can't just can't just stop them. You got to force turnovers because this offense is not going to be able to move the ball down the field with any consistency. I just don't see how that happens. So to have a chance to score, they're going to have to create some short fields. If the defense can't do it, they're capable, but they haven't done it. They got to do it. That's the chance. We'll see if they can. You look at the spread, as I mentioned, as of this morning in Bet Rivers, and I will refresh right now because the last time I looked at it was, I don't know, 10 minutes ago. I will refresh to see if it has changed because it was nine and a half, 10 minutes ago, and it remains nine and a half. Didn't think it would change in 10 minutes, but uh, I'm going to go with the Niners in this one. I'm laying the the nine and a half points. I think it's actually going to be a low scoring game, and I think the Browns defense will play well. But in the end, you're not going to completely shut down this Niners offense. I've got the Niners winning this game 17 to three. Very low scoring game. Love the under 36, obviously, at minus 109 at Bet Rivers. So uh, I'll go with that. Uh, I'll take the Niners minus the nine and a half. Thursday night football last night. The Chiefs again get it done with their defense. Their defense is playing extremely well. Patrick Mahomes did enough, threw for over 300 yards, but they only scored 19 points against the Bronco team that hasn't been that good defensively. But their defense was great again, and the Broncos' offense has been pretty good. Their defense stinks, but their offense has been pretty good. And until the fourth quarter, the Chiefs' defense completely shut them down. Russell Wilson threw two picks. 
And there you go. The Chiefs have uh, won now five in a row since losing their opener to the Lions. We're going to take a break when we come back. Hall of Famer Warren Moon is going to join me. And then I'll go through the rest of the Sunday games, making all the picks rapid fire for week number six. That's coming up right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, we are now joined by a Hall of Fame quarterback and by all accounts, a Hall of Fame human being as well. The great Warren Moon is with us. Warren, thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? I'm doing great, Adam. How are you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. It's I've been thinking about uh, all day. I've been telling people I'm interviewing Warren Moon today. This is really cool. When I, when I look back at your career, and, I mean, you played – it, it, first of all, it's amazing to me, as good a player as you were, that you had that you played in the Canadian Football League that you went undrafted. We all know from an outsider's perspective that uh, there was a lot of bias. There was certainly racism within the NFL, and black quarterbacks were not given opportunities. Is 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 you not getting a chance in the NFL right away and having to go to the Canadian Football League? Uh, directly tied to that, or is that just part of what happened, in your opinion? Oh, it was a big part of of uh, everything that you talked about. Um, you know, I just yeah. wasn't uh, given the opportunity coming out of college to uh, to play quarterback. Most teams wanted to recruit me or, or draft me as, at another position, whether it was wide receiver or defensive back, and that was just something I was not willing to do, make that switch. I, I knew I could play the, the game at a very high level. I had done it at every level of my life, and uh, – there was no reason why after I finished my college career that I didn't get at least an opportunity to show I, what I could do in the NFL. So the Canadian Football League gave me that opportunity, and that's why I went up there as opposed to giving up on my dream, which was playing in the NFL. And for those who may not know, who those who may not have paid attention to the Canadian Football League, you won five consecutive championships there, correct? Yeah, we did. We had a very special run during that time, and I don't think any other team in any professional sport has won that many championships in a row. So something that we can always, uh, you know, be proud of that we were part of that. Warren, as you know, times have changed, obviously. It's not what it was. I still I still personally believe that there's still at least on some level from some owners or coaches, it's still not a hundred percent where you know what I mean I still think it's a factor I still think they're down deep it's not getting said in public anymore maybe but I still think down deep even though right now there are a, a number of black quarterbacks I still think there is some bias and I think that teams and even fan bases are quicker to jump off the bandwagon of a black quarterback that struggles as opposed to a white quarterback. And I'm not even saying that's a conscious thing from everybody. And it's certainly not like when you played, but I still think it's there a little bit. Am I being unfair? Do you still think it's there a little bit? No, I think it's there in everything. I think just in our society in general, you know, there's a certain uh, percentage of our society that just doesn't agree with uh, black people being in, in, in power positions or control positions, which a quarterback definitely is. And and that's just going to happen. Um, you know, there's still some racism in our, in our society. There's no question about it. And it, and it creeps over into football as well, but it's not as bad as it used to be. We had 14 African-Americans start uh, in the national football league this year on day one. So that's a huge 
uh, a huge jump in what we've had in the past, and I think it's only going to continue to keep getting better. But like you said, yeah, there's still that stigma out there, maybe with certain organizations, that they just don't want to have an African-American lead their football team. Yeah, it's stunning to me, but unfortunately, I guess it shouldn't be. Um, Warren, when you first got into the NFL with the Oilers, and we were talking a little off the air, I mean, those days, the the AFC Central with the Oilers and the Browns and the Steelers and the and the Bengals, of course. I mean, those were wars. And they, well, think, I think about it now. Like, as good as you were and as big a numbers as you put up, I have to imagine that you see what quarterbacks are doing now, the way offenses are, the way defenses can barely touch the offensive players. <laughs> Man, yeah, I mean, you might have put up 6,000 yards a year there, Warren. Well, I'd probably still be playing because I'd be healthy. You know, these guys don't get hit anymore. They're they're like China dolls right. back there. And if they do get hit, a flag is up. You get 15 yards automatically. So uh, that's yeah. the part of it that I like, the way they're protecting the quarterback now. But in some ways, I think they protect him a little bit too much because they still are part of the game. And, and sometimes I feel... Uh, sorry for defensive players. They don't know where to hit a quarterback anymore, where it's legal, and you can't fall on top of them anymore, which is kind of hard to do. You hit a guy, and they expect you to come off and, and dive off of him before he hits the ground. So, you know, yeah. it's it's tough, but I understand why they protect the quarterback. He's such a big part of today's game, and they want to have the uh, starters out there as much as possible because when you go to your backup quarterback, there's a big drop off. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent true. You were a starter through age forty-two, which in your, I mean, that's remarkable in any era, but certainly in your era, where guys were taking much brutal hits, it's incredible. And you played until you were forty-four. Or I, I, I'm curious. I want to get to the Browns a little bit and Deshaun Watson, but I'm curious. Like I watch Patrick Mahomes, and I see a guy who is maybe the most talented quarterback ever. Um. But maybe I'm biased because it's it's prisoner of the moment. I, I don't know. I, I, as great as all these Hall of Fame quarterbacks, including yourself, are, I see this guy, and I'm like, I've never seen it. The guy is an incredible athlete. He's got the perfect size, the perfect – I mean, I, I, have you ever seen anything like him before, any player? Uh, n- not that I can really think of that, that it was asked to do this type of style of football. Um you know, yeah. there, there's certain styles of the game. And, and like when I came into the game, I was more of a guy that was a movement guy. But I had to kind of conform my my play to be more of a pocket passer because that's what we were doing in those days, especially with the West Coast offense and all of that. I, I think I had the ability to do some of the things that, that he's doing as far as the movement stuff. And that's why I did some of that in the run and shoot. But, um, yeah, he's really a, um, a player that comes along at the per- perfect time for what the NFL is doing now as far as the way they're playing the game and then he has some extra special skills just just by the fact that the way he's able to throw the ball from all types of different platforms throw the ball on the move I mean you've seen him throw the ball with his left handed he throws underhanded he's done it all so yeah he's a very very gifted player and I think his baseball background has a lot to do with the reason why he's able to throw the football the way he does is from so many different arm angles it's a great point his dad of course was a major leaguer good pitcher um Warren, when you look at Deshaun Watson, like three years ago, I think many of us in the media, I don't know how you felt as a former great player, many of us in the media looked at Deshaun Watson as like, okay, he's the second best young quarterback behind Mahomes. And then he he holds out in Texas with, with the Texans. We know what happened off the field. Uh, well, we don't know what happened, but we, we know what he's been accused of. Um, and he doesn't play, and then he gets suspended last year. So 
he almost misses two full seasons. He comes back last year, uh, and he struggled mightily, did not play well. First two games this year did not play well. Then he finally played a really good game against Tennessee, and and that's got to be weird for you, calling the Tennessee Titans. That's got to be so <laughs> Tell me about it. It's a whole other show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and then he gets hurt. But first of all, sitting out as long as he did, like, it, it, there's a lot of people that feel like he'll never be that same guy. Do you, how do you feel about Deshaun Watson? Can he be that player we saw in Houston again here in Cleveland? You know, I think he really can be because he's he's not that old a guy. Um, he was out of the game a long time, and and to not play professional football for that long, uh, you're going to be rusty. There's no question about it. And he came back last year and showed that rust and even got off to a slow start this year. But he was just starting to turn that corner when he got this injury. So I still think he's on his way back to being the guy that he used to be. He still has the same movement as I, as I watch him play. He still can throw the football. I think it's just a matter of timing and, and really getting uh, more used to uh, having better chemistry with it, with all of his uh, players that he plays with. I remember when I came from Canada to, to Houston, it took me a while just to get used to the new guys that I was playing with that I had never played with before. Uh, and, you, and you learned a new offense. The offense isn't as new to him, but he definitely has to relearn the players and the new players that they have on that football team. And I think he's starting to get a good feel for all of that now. There's been a few members of the media, and this has surprised me. And I'm a guy locally who I'm, I'm critical. If a player doesn't play well, I'm, I'm critical. I think I'm always fair, but I can be critical. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm certainly not a homer. But we've had a couple of me, uh, mem- media members here in Cleveland, including a guy you played against, Eric Metcalf. Um, great guy, great player, but he's been critical of Deshaun in terms of not, he was critical of Deshaun not playing last week. And I always thought amongst players, like you never, I always thought the thing was like one player doesn't ever call out another player for not playing because you don't know how that guy's feeling or whatever. Uh, are you surprised the former player would, would, would say that? And had you ever thought like another guy not playing, like, well, why the heck is he not playing? What's going on here? Yeah, I was a little surprised by that, by anybody who would question uh, a guy if he didn't want to play or not, especially a quarterback. If you have a shoulder injury to your throwing shoulder, I think you only know what's going on inside of there and whether you can play at the level that you need to play at to help your football team. Did he have any structural damage in there from the doctors? No, he didn't have any structural damage, but that doesn't mean you feel like you can still go out and throw the football the way you need to. I remember if I, if I had a hip, a hip pointer, that doesn't mean I couldn't play with it, but it was a pain tolerance that you had to go through whether you could play or not. It doesn't mean that you uh, structurally couldn't play. So there's a lot of injuries that have to do with that. And uh, I think Deshaun is dealing with that right now. He didn't practice, I guess, much this week either. So there's a chance that he right. might not play again. So people don't really know exactly what's going on inside uh, his shoulder and, and whether he's able to play or not. Yeah, and, and the team he's playing against, of course, is the Niners. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to get on the field against the <laughs> Niners with, with a bad shoulder. But uh, I'm curious your take on the Niners quarterback because Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft. And we, you know, like you were a guy who was undrafted. Obviously, there were reasons for that beyond football. But it's very rare to find a good quarterback not drafted in the first or second round these days. It, you know, most of the good quarterbacks were at least second round picks. Very rare. Now, Brock Purdy went to obviously a perfect situation. He's got a great offensive coordinator, offensive coach. He's got ridiculous talent, especially when they added Christian McCaffrey to the backfield. But independently, I think Brock Purdy's played 
very well. I think he's better than the quarterbacks they've had, like Garoppolo and those guys. What do you think? How much credit does he deserve? Because I think a lot of people are kind of downplaying it because other quarterbacks have done well there. Yeah, well, when, whenever you um, you know you, you go out there and play the game the way he's playing it, you've got to give him credit because he's making those throws, he's making the decisions that he makes. He hasn't turned the football over. But I remember watching him at Iowa State. I mean, he was almost a one-man show. He ran all over the place and did a lot of great things on a team that wasn't that talented and still was able to excel. I don't know what hurt him in the draft. Maybe it was his size or whatever. I'm really not sure. But uh, Shanahan saw something in him that he thought he could be a, a good quarterback for his football team, so he drafted him. And he's doing the things that he's asked him to do, and, and he's capable of doing those things. He fits his style. And I think the way he calls the game, which he's one of the best play callers in football, it puts him in position to be successful. But he still has to go out there and make those plays, make those throws. And I, and I think that's where um, he doesn't get the credit because – there have been guys like a Tom Brady in the sixth round, like a Russell Wilson in the fourth round. There are different guys, and like myself, not being drafted at all. The quarterback position right. is not a is not a uh, exact science as far as how you pick guys. We've seen a lot of first rounders. You've seen a bunch of them come through Cleveland that just didn't make it. Oh, um, so right. the quarterback position, you just don't know when you're going to get you know, the, the guy and where you're going to get him. And they got a great one in the seventh round. And it's a great for them as a football team because they don't have to pay him much for, for a couple of years. And then they can stack their roster with all these stars that you see them have on their football team. So it's a great situation for them to be in. I, I, I want to wrap it back up with the Texans young quarterback here in a second, but uh, get, getting back to Deshaun Watson, do you know Deshaun at all? And and if you do, what, what have your interactions been with him? What What do you think of him? I knew him more in Houston, and uh, he was a great, mm -hmm. great kid as far as everything that I knew. You know, had a great relationship with his mom, uh, was really active in the community, uh, did a lot of great things there. Um, you know, this whole other side of him, I, I had no idea about and didn't know anything about and, and still not sure how all that stuff went down. But as far as I know him, he, he's a great kid, and, and every time I would see him, you know, he's very polite to me. Uh, you know, it's always yes, sir, no, sir. Um, I think if you've had any interactions with him, you'd probably see the same type of thing. But it's unfortunate what's happened over the last two or three years with him. And I hope he can come out of this thing and, and, and be the guy that everybody that really knows him uh, can see. Last thing, Warren, C.J. Stroud. We know him, obviously, here from his time with Ohio State, where he played great. Ohio State quarterbacks, for whatever reason, have – always seem to struggle in the NFL, but this kid goes to the Texans, a Texans team that most of us that don't follow the Texans regularly assumed would be very bad this year. And they've been very competitive and he has been fantastic. Are you surprised how well he's played? I mean, no turnovers, a rookie quarterback in five games. That's unheard of. Yeah, I, I'm a little surprised that, that he's playing as well as he is, but I thought he would be a really good quarterback in the league. I thought he had the best natural throwing talent of anybody in this year's uh, draft of all the you know the, the top draft picks that they had this year. He was the best thrower of the football. He's very accurate with the football, which is important when you come into the NFL. That's what most young guys have a problem with is turnovers and not being accurate because the windows that you throw the ball into are so much tighter in the NFL when you come in and the coverage is so much tighter than what you see in college. So you have to be accurate or you're going to turn the football over. So he's doing a good job with his accuracy and, and taking care of the football. 
and then they put some some nice young talent around him that's that's helping him uh, play better, which is what you need. And then their defense, I knew they would be much more improved because of their coach being a defensive-minded guy. They played well on that side of the ball. So, yeah, the Houston Texans have been a surprise to everybody uh, just because of where they've been over the last four or five years. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. He played over two decades of professional football. The great Warren Moon, it was such a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me on, Adam. And uh, Enjoy the rest of the season, and hopefully we'll see each other down the road. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. That was awesome talking with the Hall of Famer Warren Moon. Let's go rapid fire. I gave you the Niners uh, plus the uh, minus the nine and a half against the Browns. Rapid fire the rest of Sunday action. Third straight week, there's a game in England. This week, it's the Ravens and Titans. The Ravens are a four and a half point favorite in this game on the road. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens in this one. I, I hope to be wrong. But I'm glad this is not one of our five best bets on our Bet Rivers picks. But I'm going to go with the Ravens in this one, minus five and a half. But I'm rooting against myself. But I I, I don't like where the Titans are at right now. I don't like anything they're doing. They did play a good game against the Bengals. Outside of that, they've been pretty awful. But I'm going to take the Ravens in England, uh, minus the four and a half over Tennessee. All right, let's get to the five Bet Rivers picks. Let's start with the Vikings and the Bears. The Bears are at home. They're getting three, but I love the Vikings in this one. Even though they've lost another game to fall to one and four, even though Justin Jefferson is injured. But I like the young Jordan Addison of the Vikings. Alexander Madison's been lately been better lately. And Kirk Cousins has played really well. The defense just has stunk. But that won't be a problem against the Bears. I'll lay the three with the Vikings. I'm taking the Jaguars. I loved them last week. I love them again this week against the Colts. I don't think the Colts take a big hit going from Richardson to Minshew. But I think the Jaguars have found themselves like they did last year in England. They've done the same thing this year. I think they continue to roll. I think they'll beat the Colts by double digits. Um, All right, let's get to the rest of the Sunday games. I'm going to go rapid fire on the rest of them. Let's go. The Falcons are at home. I like them. I'll lay the two and a half with the Falcons against the Commanders. Don't love either team, but the Falcons are at home. I think the Commanders are, are in a bad way right now. Their defense stinks. Their offensive line's a disaster. These It's just a bad matchup with the Falcons. Panthers at the Dolphins. Dolphins favored by 13 and a half. I hate laying that much in an NFL game, but I'm going to do it twice. I'm going to lay the 13 and a half with the Dolphins against the Panthers, and I'm going to lay the 14 and a half with the Bills against the Giants on Sunday Night Football. What a terrible game. Can we stop putting the Giants in night games? They're the most unwatchable. They are literally the most, well, along with New England, the two most unwatchable teams in the NFL. Please, can we take them off these night games? But I'm going to lay the big number, 14 and a half with Buffalo, even coming off a loss. And I'm going to lay the 13 and a half with Miami against Carolina. Uh, Saints and Texans. Uh, I, like the, I like the Texans at home in this one. I'm going to uh, take the point and a half with the Texans. They're a feisty team. Saints have been a little up and down. I like their defense, but I love the way uh, C.J. Stroud is playing for the Texans. I'll take them there. I think the Bengals are finding their way. Joe Burrow played really well last week. Still has room to grow. He's looking better in practice. Looks like the calf is finally healing up. Seattle coming on the road. One o'clock game in an Eastern time zone is tricky. I'll lay the three with the Bengals at home. Raiders and Patriots. That's an awful game. Four o'clock game on Sunday. Raiders minus three over the Patriots. I'll go with the home team. I think the Raiders are bad. I think the Patriots are are significantly worse, though. Uh, Rams at home by seven over the Cardinals. That's a lot of points. 
You know, the Rams have been good. They're an interesting team, but the Cardinals have mostly hung in there. I'm going to take the Cardinals on the road to at least keep it close. I think the Rams win, but I think it's a field goal game. I'll take the Cardinals plus seven. The Eagles at the Jets. The Eagles will cover. The Jets are a seven-point dog at home. They played better lately because of their defense. The Eagles take care of that. They win by more than seven. Love the Lions. This is one of our best Rivers bet bets as well. Love the Lions at Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield coming off a bye. He's, he's starting to get cocky and feel himself again. He's played very well. That ends this week against this really good Lions team and Jared Goff. Two quarterbacks who have made reemergences. I'm buying into Goff. I'm not buying into Mayfield. Goff's done it longer. I'll lay the three with the Lions. And that's it. Those are the Sunday games. The Monday game is Cowboys-Chargers. I'll give you that game on Monday. Thanks to everybody for joining me. Thanks to Brian Monzo for producing. We'll talk to you on Sunday, of course. Where else? But right here. But you know what I forgot to tell you? And I'm going to tell you right now. Get extra value this football season with Bet River Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. We'll talk to you next time in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.